Welcome to My Favourite Monster. My name is Tony Johnson. And I am George Penny. And this is a podcast where two TTRPG enthusiasts and comedy fiction authors are in an endless quest to find the perfect pet. My Favourite Monster is a monster-friendly zone. This is a safe space no matter how heinous, hirsute or humongous the monster, we are willing to consider them all. Are they sparkly too? <laughs> they are actually. <laughs> uh, and, and also, I must add, possibly one of the most destructive entities in the universe. As always, <laughs> you have picked an apocalypto monster, haven't you? Oh, and by the way, you can find our social media and show notes at myfavoritemonster.com. That's favorite spelt with a U because you matter. And you can also find us at overlondon.net, where you can find all that and all the other things we do, including webcomics and everything relating to the Overlondon project. And now, on with the show. Tony, tell me about today's Apocalypto Monster. So it's actually probably one that might be a little bit surprising if you didn't know that I was already going to do it. <laughs> <laughs> well, actually, I know nothing about this monster or this universe. You don't, know. So what I'm, what I'm looking at are the crystal gems from Steven Universe. Ooh. Ooh. Which are a very, very interesting species when you actually break down what they do, what they're for, and what they're capable of. Okay, hold it. So this is unlike me. But I'm about to ask you, what is Steven Universe as opposed to telling you to get to the monster? Because yeah, yeah. I am I'm someone who's seen like an episode or two, but when you were binge watching it during the pandemic, I was writing a book. So I think <laughs> I think I didn't get around to yeah, it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. So tell me just cliff notes version so, of Steven Universe. So I think I came to the series relatively late. Uh, but it kind of blew my mind when I watched it. It's a kids' cartoon series, but the, in terms of content, it's got an amazing amount of genderqueerness. Yeah, you said it was um, really wonderfully genderqueer. It, it is, and some of the things they covered and addressed in it are just mind-blowing that you can present that in that way to a young audience. Stuff like there is a gender-neutral character that's both male and female formed by a fusion of the main character and basically his girlfriend. That's cool. Where they sort of share a body that's both male and female at the same time. So sort of non-binary or...? Uh, yeah, yeah, extremely so. God, representation like, matters, yeah? Massively so. That's so cool, okay. And at the same time, when they're in that state, it analyzes the concept of consent because they're both currently checking in with, e with each other constantly. And there is just so God, many... that's so subversive in such oh, a cool way. Yeah. So it's teaching kids about consent. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. In a way that I'm guessing because this is a kid's show, it's non-sexual I mean, in any I'm, way. It's just relationships and consent. I am not even scratching the surface. Okay, the, cool. The cool. alien species that we're going to be looking at, the crystal gems, are... Uh, portrayed as, I guess, female, yeah. but I guess pronoun-wise they could be both they, them, or she, her. Okay. Uh, but, but, in, but having said that, they don't really think about themselves in the context of gender at all because they are completely non-reproductive. 
Okay, so they're outside of the, the gender binary. Yeah, they're completely, completely outside of it. They're, they're, they've got the same amount of gender as a robot. This is fascinating. So 20 years ago when I was studying gender theory, queer theory, nothing like this really existed. Oh, no. I think it would have blown my brain oh, no, if no, I'd no. come across this then. I mean, I watched... I, I actually think it would have blown my identity. Yeah, yeah, yeah. there were no words for no, who it, I am. it has for so many people. Wow. Like, I, I was talking to someone who, uh, one of my players, and they were saying that this basically... Yeah, it, it helps shape their identity. I can see that. I mean, I've got to say, as someone who is 41, I'm a little bit jealous of this generation, a tiny bit, oh, but in a nice way, because there are so many ways to talk about things that just didn't have descriptions. Yeah, yeah, yeah. When, when I was trying to work out who or what I was, and that's an ongoing thing. By the way, if you're not my age, it's an ongoing thing. It's continuous. You never get over it. It continually happens. Yay! Yeah, indeed, but, indeed. But you said that this helped you. We were on a walk the other day and you mentioned you were going to do Steven Universe. And you said that you were considering doing this because it helped you understand, you know, sort of the LGBTQI rainbow way, way more. And it understood helped you understand non-binary oh, and so. queerness and yeah, yeah, yeah and i know since you watched it you were sort of understand a lot of what i'm talking about when i'm talking about queerness and stuff like that a yeah lot yeah more. oh completely so, and it's because of this show yeah yeah oh yeah yeah that's <laughs> so I'm, awesome i mean I'm, I'm watching this with the eyes of someone that grew up with saturday morning tv of my generation and to watch how it's evolved into something like this and and some of the other stuff that uh sort of um at the same that came up at around the same time like that's adventure so time and stuff cool. like that yeah, it's, it's really amazing. Okay. Anyway, we're going to yeah. step back a bit a bit from that. Yeah. Because I want to focus a little bit more on the Crystal Gems as a creature and as a system. And I'm going to argue for what I think their secret purpose as our pet? actually is. They're going to be a oh, pet? Oh, what we could use them for. Okay. So what, which is their purpose. Okay. It's what they're meant to do. Okay. And I think it's hinted at in the entire series, but I don't think they ever actually address it. Now there's another series that I think is coming out maybe later this year, I'm not entirely sure. Really? I thought I hadn't watched Steven Universe Future, but I actually had, and I've seen the movie as well. But I but I think if you look at, anyway, I'm gonna go into it. So. Okay. So, so, so. So first I gotta talk a little bit about what the Crystal Gems functionally are. So they're essentially, a stone, yes. a gemstone of some sort. Yes. But that stone can project a body, and that body is kind of made of hard light. So it's it's a bit of a nod to Arnold Rimmer and Red Dwarf. A it's hard like light a, it's hologram. It's a hologram. Yeah. It's a hard light hologram. It, by the way, that people, has mass. By the way, people, if you have not watched Red Dwarf, why are you listening to us? Go watch <laughs> Red Dwarf and then come back. Oh, yeah, I'm sure people have. Anyway, so... <laughs> Uh, so hard light hologram. So it, it's a it's an interesting concept. It's it's light. It's got mass. Cool. It's projected by the stone. Let's not for the moment worry about e equals mc squared and any of that. Because says the physics geek. Okay. Because if they actually can create mass out of energy, the amount of energy involved in one of those little rocks is kind of scary. It's, it's like planet cracking kind of amounts of energy. Okay. But let's step back for that for the moment. Well, I don't know if I want to. Planet cracking pet. Let's just assume they're doing something interesting with the Higgs field. Okay. And, and leave it at that. Okay. We'll do so, that. 
At their core, they are a gemstone that can produce a body that is made of hard light. Okay. That hard light body is incredibly resilient. It's very strong. It needs only sunlight to survive. How do they move around? The hard light body is a person. So does the hard light body carry the gem that's Yeah, it's embedded, it, it's embedded in it. Oh, so it's almost like it's got like, Rimmer in Red Dwarf has, we've got to do him as a monster. <laughs> he has the H4 hologram They've in got his a forehead. gemstone equivalent. It's, it's the equivalent of yeah, having the yeah, yeah. gemstone instead of the H4 hologram. Now, if you do okay. sufficient damage to their body, it poofs. It, it sort of evaporates. And you're just and left with the stone. You're just left with the stone. And the stone then has to collect enough energy, i.e. sunlight or whatever, to then be able to regenerate the body. Okay, and there's multiple of these. Oh yeah, yeah, there's all sorts of different kinds, but we'll come back to that. Are they, just wait a sec, are they like some form of aristocracy or some form of- We'll come of back to that. Royalty? We'll come back to that. <laughs> Why are we coming back to that? Uh, well, well, I wanna, I wanna finish talking about the properties of what these okay, things look cool, like cool, in cool. art before I look talk to them about their society okay. and the structure of that. Sweet. Because it's really important and really core to what they are and what they're capable of and I think what their purpose is. Okay. So you have, uh, now I mentioned the uh, hard light body. Now you can, the only way you can really permanently damage them in any way is to damage the gemstone itself, i.e. crack it or shatter it. Can you kill them? Even if you shatter the gemstone, that gemstone can be repaired by, i.e. the tears of pink diamond, which I'll talk a little bit about more later. This is going to be so complex. There's going to be so much lore around oh, these, right? Oh, there is, but the, I'm going to take it a bit of a different direction as okay. to what that is. Okay. So they can be repaired, and if, and if the bits are put back together and healed, then, yeah, they're, they're basically fine. So and if they do get shattered, the elements of their consciousness are, like, split up throughout the shattered gem. Okay. And those pieces of shattered gem can then interact with other pieces of shattered gem, there's this whole major plot arc about basically pumping the core of our planet full of these shattered gems and it forming like this entity that is meant to destroy our planet. So going back to Tony's trend in this podcast of picking monsters or various entities that could destroy our planet, if not us, you were really true to form today. Oh yeah, yeah, no, they, like half of the series is about exactly that. It, it's about these things we're intending on destroying the planet. So they're like taking a fascist bent or something, or they're, they're, oh, they're no, not and really. I, no, just wait a sec. So they're they've, so they're taking like a hardline ideological bent. It's more related to a civil war that they had between uh, each other than an ideological civil war. Okay. So they had an ideological civil war very far in the past, like six thousand years ago. Yeah. Uh, over Earth and over basically not destroying Earth. Okay. And the end result of that was kind of what happens at the start of Steven Universe. And as the show progresses, you kind of learn more deeply about that history and what was going on there cool. and what the two sides were really interested in and his place in that because he's actually, and I mean spoilers, but he is secretly one of the heads of that society. So without realizing. Steven Universe is the main protagonist of this yeah, cartoon. He has, he has what you think initially is a rose quartz embedded in his chest. What's the main quest that he has at the beginning of the cartoon? If I'm watching this show. His, his initial quest is to find a whole bunch of gems that have been corrupted and turned into monsters and capture them and make them safe. So it's kind of like a hero's journey? Yes, very much so. Okay. And he has to find out about his dead mother who died 
so that he could be born because she was a gem and his father was a human. Okay. And that's very unusual. So he is a hybrid between gem and human. So hold it a second. But his mother isn't who he she thinks she was. Hold it, hold it, hold it. I've identified an issue with our monster seeking pet potential. You're telling me that monsters don't think about gender, etc., etc., etc. But in this case, it might have been helpful if they'd used a prophylactic. <laughs> no, it was intentional. It was in entirely intentional. So they can, they can bow, whack, a whack, a wow, wow. If they, they can if they to. want to, yeah. But most of them wouldn't bother, and it it results in their death to do so. Oh, great! So they're praying mantises. Uh, no, because no, the it's the the mother has to die to give birth to the child because oh. he, she has to transfer her gem into him. How many PhDs are being written on gender in this oh, series oh, right Oh, yeah, now? yeah, yeah. Like, and he goes through this whole freaking arc about trying to understand who she was. And it turns oh, out she goodness. wasn't actually that great, a nicer person. She had some good points, but she also did some really awful stuff. Okay, so radio pulling okay. us back in. Pulling us back in. So Pulling us back in. So, at a, so these things... Now you asked, are there different kinds? And yes, there are. They're a heavily regimented society. So they're actually a society. So the world that this is in. Yep. Like I'm a noob to this. Yep. So the world that this is in is it it's literally a society of these gem things, yep. or are there normal people walking around? So there's Earth, and Earth has humans on it. Okay. As per usual. And there are a couple I, actually, of Actually, I think you're taking something yeah, for granted yeah, yeah, yeah. there. I don't know if you know, there are lizard people out there. Mm, actually, I've, I'll think you'll find. I've been on Twitter. I've seen that there are lizard people out there. <laughs> yeah, yes, well, indeed. There's a reason I'm not on Twitter much. <laughs> yeah, I know. Uh, okay, anyway. So, yes, uh, human society, as per normal, as per usual. But yeah. there are a small amount of these crystal gems, of which Stephen Gem is one of. And they are like the guardians of Earth. Do humans know about them? Mm, mostly no. So if we were to have one as a pet, pulling it back to the theme of this episode, would we not be able to tell anyone about the all-powerful being in our house? Oh, they'd find out pretty soon. Why? Because I got plans. Oh, God. Anyway. This is, we're back to Tony's scheme to take over the world. Out of pinky in the brain, oh, you I'm, are well and truly in the brain. I am not aiming so low. <laughs> I, with this one, I ain't aiming that low. We'll get there. Okay. So... Yes, they're heavily stratified society, to the point where each type of gem has a role, has different powers, and has a different function in their society. Very much like um, ants, or bees, or, you know, very, termites, but they're heavily more specialised. Okay. So to the point where, like, a peridot is really good at engineering and technological stuff. A... Did you by any chance identify with the peridot? Oh, I really did. Peridot is my favourite. Really? Oh, yeah. You identified with the engineering? Oh, one? yeah. Did yeah, you? Yeah, yeah oh. no, absolutely. Okay. You know, she's my favorite. Okay. Um, whereas a, you know, a lapis lazuli can control water and so is really good at hydrodynamics and, and hydraulics and engineering and that kind okay. of thing. Okay, so... Uh, rubies are like little guards. Sapphires have a certain amount of prescience and can see in the future a little bit. So which one of these are we actually considering? Are we considering the entirety of the oh, gem hierarchy? We're considering the system. You had to go exponential, didn't oh, you? Oh, I am. I'm going. I'm going well exponential. So, and then, how, at, how do we fit a system into our apartment? Oh, I've got a solution for that. <laughs> okay. 
So at the pinnacle of their civilization are four diamonds. Yes. Right? There is a white diamond, yellow diamond, blue diamond, and pink diamond. Okay. Pink diamond being the main character of the show, but she only works out very late in the series that she is pink diamond. Okay. Uh, she actually thinks she's a rose quartz for most of it. Okay. Which is kind of a grunt. But okay. the pink diamonds are like hella powerful. Okay. So we're or considering the powerful. all of them. Well, we're considering them as a system. Yeah, but so basically now, it's the to... equivalent of bees. So you're saying we're not considering one bee, we're considering now, a hive. Well, they're a combination of bees, ants, termites, and parasitoid wasps. Okay, this is where the Tony comes into the My Favourite Monster. they don't, because how they reproduce is they have machines that bore into a planet and inject material into it, and that material soaks up a whole bunch of minerals and matter from that planet and out pops one of these gems. Could I just point out, we really need to record these with video. <laughs> because the look I'm giving you right now. So there's, so for example, Oh, we just kill planets. That's kind of what they can, they can do. So, so you want, no, 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 just wait, just wait. I know you want to continue with this gleeful look on your face, which is the other reason he actually, people, Tony, at the moment, has his fingers together, Mr. Burns style. And he is so gleeful. This is the full Burns. So there's there's a canyon that they show you called the Kindergarten in Steven Universe, and it's, which is on Earth. And this canyon is like all these holes where these gems have been bored out of or injected and then been produced out of the canyon wall. Again. And if that process were to have continued, yeah, eventually, very slowly, but eventually, it would have pretty much consumed the whole planet. And that's what they fought the war over, that not happening. Because they decided to, one faction decided to protect life on Earth. Whereas the rest are like, well, who cares about the messy biologicals? Okay, so breaking down the plot, you've got a, a race that comes along and goes, we want to exploit the resources on this place to yeah. procreate. And another part goes, Prime Directive, Prime Directive, we need to save the locals on this planet. So... Kind of, sort of. Yeah, effectively. Kind of, sort of. So it's the goodies versus the baddies, but I'm guessing that all completely gets confused and then the bad yeah, guys yeah. are the good guys and all the rest. Why would I possibly want these things well, in my house? Actually, one of the things I thought about when I was trying to tease out what the purpose of these things was was I thought about a concept in science fiction called a hegemonic swarm. Oh my goodness. Okay, I knew we were getting here. I knew this was going to happen. I knew you were working but up to this. No, just no, wait. No, 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 no. You and your bloody hegemonic swarms. If Tony can play a hegemonic swarm in a computer game, <laughs> he will play a hegemonic swarm. Do you know what? If he could pick any monster, it would be hegemonic swarm. No, 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 you, no, no. You dream no, about hegemonic no, no, no. swarms. I've seen you in so your sleep cackling. My, my argument is they're not a hegemonic swarm. I don't think they are. <laughs> and I've got a good reason. So a hegemonic swarm is, a, is an entity or a machine or a whatever that just exi exists to replicate itself. Yes, while well, you laugh manically. You are Zim, yeah, sitting there laughing at your pretties taking the, over the universe. The classic hegemonic swarm is, or the hegemonic, 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 Say it again. The classic hegemonic Sorry? swarm what was it? is a thing called a grey goo event, which is where you have nanotechnology 
that basically just breaks down matter and converts it into more nanotechnology, which mm. is typically grey. And you end up pretty quickly with an entire planet just getting converted into grey goo. Now, the, there is a very strong argument that the diamonds have nanotechnology that is capable of doing exactly that if they wanted to. And the name of this nanotechnology is the Tears of Pink Diamond. I'm just looking so, at you. You want Pink Diamond's oh. Tears can heal a gemstone, right? They can put it back together again. Okay. Which requires molecular level adjustment, yeah. which is something that you would need nanotech to do. Okay. Furthermore, she can resurrect someone that's dead. So Lars gets impaled. Who's this character Lars? this character called Lars is human. He gets impaled. This is a kids show so by the way. So she can save humans. Yeah, but when she saves them, their body gets converted into pink matter. So she, there's this pink lion that's hanging out at the start, which was, you find out much later, a lion that got killed and then she resurrected it. And it turns into a pink lion. And when Why Lars am is resurrected, he turns pink as well. So you not only want a hegemonic swarm, you want a god complex. No, no, no. Swarm. So they are proof that they're not a hegemonic swarm. Because if they were, all they'd need to do is modify the peers of pink diamond ever so slightly so that when it started modifying one of these creatures and converting it to whatever pink matter they're made out it of... It then gooed. No, it just keeps going. Yeah. It doesn't stop at them. It moves out of their feet into the planet and then starts converting the entire planet into pink goo. While you laugh manically. Well, while pink diamond laughs manically. But... Yeah, but she is your avatar. Are they? Is she a she or are they? Uh, well, it's complicated. Okay, they're your she avatar. Is, she is Steven Universe. Okay, cool, but they're your avatar. They're, they're, yeah. No, okay. they're not. My avatar's Peridot. Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> so what's Peridot doing while all of this... Peridot's an engineer that's in charge of the things that make more gems. I have a run sheet here. Uh, we'll get to that. And I'm looking at this... No, 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 we'll get to that. We'll get to that. <laughs> let, me, let me work up to it. So I think that the Tears of Pink Diamond not converting entire planets is proof that they're not a hegemonic swarm okay. because they have the technology at their disposal to convert entire planets should they want to. And if they really tried, like they could absolutely just mass produce gemstones, but they're kind of lackadaisical about it, frankly. Why? Because somewhere along the lines, they generated personalities. Okay. So you can track the arc of Steven Universe and the arc of Pink Diamond and the arc of what happens to the diamonds themselves as being sort of a discovery of self. And as they discovered self, they got their own decisions as to what they wanted to do. So Blue Diamond mopes around and, and Pink Diamond gets really interested in the bios and, and White Diamond gets all power crazy and narcissistic and Yellow Diamond gets all interested in tech, but they, they generate interests that are other than, I think, what their original purpose now, is. Hold it, hold it, hold it. So now the giant hive that you are wanting to house in our house is a whole lot of personalities, probably quite strong personalities oh, yeah, that engender quite a lot of conflict with each other. Yes. I mean, I'd have to set myself up at the diamond level, I think, for this. Oh, really? What about me? I love it how you're like, I'd have to do this with myself. 
And you're looking at me like, oh yes, well, you know, I'd, I'd let you live. People, so can what... I know, I need to share something. We did that thing that couples do every now and then. This was about, I don't know, three years into our relationship and we were on a road trip and I said if you had any superpowers what would they be you could have any ability and mine was like you get three and I forget what I said I, it was something like I could give um cupcakes eternal life to anyone I wanted I could I forget what else anyway all Tony wanted was teleportation and do you know why so he could teleport me into planets when I annoyed him well, it was actually sons, but yeah, we won't worry about that. <laughs> <laughs> Needless to say, this road trip was rather eventful. Well, look, it was a rock, paper, scissors kind of thing, right? No one informed me of that. I thought it was actually going to be a nice romantic moment, and then I realised you were a ruthless arch villain. Well, yes, maybe. Anyway, <laughs> so, so there is a mecha that the diamonds pilot, and it consists of a torso and head which is white diamond's part. Okay, a so left arm, which is, I forget which one, but it's yellow diamond has one arm. Are you arm. telling me Voltron exists in this universe? Does. Are you telling and, me the coolest, the coolest? And pink diamond has the hips and the legs. So what I'd set myself up as is the crown, and then you could be like the underpants or something. We need <laughs> I don't know if I can swear as much as I'd like to swear at you right now. No, we'll make this one non-explicit. <laughs> just mouth it <laughs> people fill in the gaps there two oh, words yeah. the first one starts with f okay okay so 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 yeah now if you try and think about the purpose of them and if it's not a hegemonic swarm well what are they for well, because they're... they're clearly a constructed entity they need machines to reproduce they can't reproduce by themselves okay so what are they for well i think that if you look at a homeworld which is where they came from and what that's turned into and then b if you look at for example the garden of pink diamond which is sort of like a free floating asteroid biosphere then it tells you kind of what they do and what they're for homeworld has been converted into this sort of hollowed out multi-shelled kind of thing okay the entire planet has been like heavily modified in the process of making more of them, but also just, it's just been heavily modified. Okay. The Garden of Pink Diamond and several of the other locations they go to are kind of like asteroids that are floating in space, but they've been converted into diamonds or given breathable atmospheres or modified in one way or another so that they can support life. By any chance, are you going to uh, link this with a benevolent AI? No, 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 no. So there is, an, there is a science fiction concept in a Alistair Reynolds book, which I think is really consistent with what they do. In the story, short story Galactic North, which is set right at the end of his Relevation Space series, there are some things introduced called Greenfly Terraformers. Okay. And what these things do is if one of these things gets into your solar system, it starts, first of all, replicating itself by mm. breaking down like some moons or asteroids then it starts breaking down planets more and more and more until it takes all that matter that it's used from those broken down planets and it starts constructing literally millions and millions and millions of small 
habitable biosphere-like planetoids that are all orbiting a sun. Hold it. So, the theme of this podcast is having this monster for a pet. Yes. So far, you've told me that we're going to end up with a Voltron-like thing in our house. No, 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 no. Where no. you're the crown and I'm the ass. No, 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 no. And it's going to break down the world into like component no, 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 parts. No, 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 this isn't a bad thing. This isn't a bad thing at all. Because what just wait, what cult are you starting? No, 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 it's not a bad thing. It's not a bad thing. And so, are you canvassing for followers? No, because this And sounds... let me tell you why it's not a bad thing. Because there is a thing called a Dyson Sphere. And a Dyson Sphere is a way of harnessing the entire energy output of a sun by basically encasing it in a sphere. And then that sphere's a combination of solar panels and various other energy harvesting material. I don't want to be put in a Dyson that, Sphere. But we're not. That's the beauty of it. Now, a Dyson Sphere is kind of nutty from the point of view of engineering. But there's an alternative. It's a thing called a Dyson Swarm. And a Dyson Swarm is what happens when you get lots and lots of smoke <laughs> your face. <laughs> A Dyson Swarm is what happens I when you get lots and lots... I am very concerned at this point in time. Keep it like... It's a cross between a Dyson Sphere and a ring world. Yeah, it's, no. it's a spherical shell. Could I just point out, this is our apartment. I don't want it converted into no, a Dyson no, 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 anything. No, no, no. I don't even want a Dyson vacuum no, cleaner. No, 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 no. I am happy with how this is. Different Dyson, I don't sure. want to be the underpants of a Voltron. No, 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 no. I don't... Let, oh. me, let, me, let me finish, let me finish, let me finish. Let me finish pitching. So Dyson Swarm... Pitching or bitching? <laughs> pitching. Pitching, definitely pitching. Dyson Swarm is if you can take... Uh, if you can fill the entire habitable zone around a sun in billions and billions and billions of orbiting planetoids, then what you have is you're still capturing the entire energy output of the sun because yes. you're coating that entire space with lots of planetoids... You engineer them in such a way that they don't run into each other. And how you've got is, tons of energy to do how that. How is any of this following? No, 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 no. We'll, we'll get to that. <laughs> we'll get to our run sheet. <laughs> so, really? But what you end up with is a habitable area that is astronomical to the point where in one single system, you would be able to fit so many people in it that it would be equivalent to the entire population of a galaxy but you'd have around to, one sun. You'd have to effectively kill all the people in the population in nah, order to break down just, the planet. No, not at all. You just you just move them sideways for a bit while you while you do it. Where do you? I like this apartment. It actually wouldn't be that hard to do what because do you... these things can manufacture biospheres. Now they proved with the Garden of Pink Diamond and the various other locations that they're totally capable of making these things. How do they move the whales? Uh, they just pick the like. Uh, not a problem. Lapis lazuli's eyes can pick up enough water to contain a whale. Okay, but they if, actually have all it, of the tools. Hold it, hold it. So that's great. But if they're trying to move them through space, that water immediately freezes, and Mr. Whale dies and can't breathe oxygen. They have different gems that are capable of generating heat. Can anyone it. teleport? Uh, they have teleporters. Yep. These are so op. Oh, they are. They're they're terrifying. They're terrifying the OP. Because what we can do with these things <laughs> is we can modify the Earth solar system to be supportive of a population of quadrillions. Yeah, but easily. Okay, 
Radio. They're the ultimate terraformer. That's their purpose. That's what they're for. They exist as a system to modify entire solar systems. If these things were trying hard, because they also have fast and light technology, they would be able to colonize an entire galaxy within the space of a few thousand years. With you as the head of Voltron, the crown, sorry, laughing manically a la Invader Zim. And me as the underpants. I mean, just picture it, an entire galaxy I populated by bazillions. All I want is a fluffy little fluffy triple that I can pat. I don't need a totalitarian. Well, they have pet gemstones, such as Spinial. And there are some issues with Spinial, uh, but only because she got left alone for 6,000 years and kind of went mad. This is that mad gem that you were telling me about oh, yeah, while yeah. we were bushwalking. Okay, radio, kawaii score. Oh, they're quite kawaii. You just told me the uses and tricks. Look, Your uses and tricks. Kawaii, they have every morphology of female body type. <sighs> they're, they're actually really body positive. <laughs> will it attract friends or scare them off? Uh, I think it will attract them and build housing for them. No, no, no. Attract them. Move them somewhere away from their very existence. Create an entirely new Create environment. Create utopia. I'm constructing utopias here. They're utopic builders. Okay. So basically what happened is some, some ancient civilization would have constructed these things oh, and then really? just forgot about them. They're just, oh, so they're from an ancient civilization? Oh, yeah, yeah, totally. And then so, eventually they would have activated themselves, gone, well, what's my purpose? Don't know. Oh, well, we're just fanny about for a while. And eventually, but we can tell them their purpose. We can retrain them and teach them and create a brave new world for ourselves. So if you start growing your hair out Jared Leto style anytime soon and get a goatee <laughs> and start wearing white robes, I won't be too surprised. Oh no, surprised. I'm going to end up pink and immortal. I'm just going to leave that there. There's <laughs> nothing else I can say to that. Okay. They can give you immortality. <laughs> immortality is within our grasp. I just want something fluffy. Gender neutral immortality. <laughs> <laughs> Habitat. If I was looking for this monster anywhere, it would be terraforming the very planet you're on. Actually, yeah, it would be they're quite communal. Oh goodness. Temperament. This this thing doesn't obviously play well with others. They do. They're you a hive there was creature. A war. Uh, well, yeah. I mean, that's that's solvable. You said the pet thing was. But that's over up. now. In in the context of the series, the war oh, is they, over. And it's a friends. series. There's got to be conflict somewhere. Yeah, but they make nice. They're actually pretty good. Yeah, but who dies in between when they're having no, tears? No one. No one? No one dies. No one? Like, the one guy that kind of dies gets re resurrected. As pink? Yeah. You want to be pink and immortal? Yeah. Can Bring it on. That? Can we have that in a t-shirt? Pink and immortal. Snugglability. Oh, God, I can't even believe I'm doing this. I mean, they are, you know, as I said, communal creatures. Um, over the course of the Steven Universe arc, they work out how to have sort of uh, strong relationships with each other. Are any of these... I'm trying to negotiate this idea of you're basically pitching an apocalypse that leads to a utopia in yeah. your mind. It's a utopolypse. As a pet. Utopolic hips. And we have a run sheet where I've got things like grooming requirements, diet, exercise. Well, no, it's that grooming's really easy. <laughs> They're just made of hard light. They can they can sort of just okay, do they, bathe in acid if do, they want. 
Well, that's not good because if they can bathe in acid, I can't bathe in acid. I don't want acid in my house. You'll be fine. And pink. Oh, I don't want to be pink. How do you feel about the colour pink? <laughs> I'm not really a fan, unless I'm feeling particularly pink-like on that day. Diet? Do they eat? Sunlight. Okay, that's... They're, that's they're incredibly energy efficient. All they need is a little bit of matter to get them going, like we just start off with Mars, we break down Mars. I'm terrified. Like what we blow the, the atmosphere off of Jupiter. No, you can't take Mars apart. There's snotlets. Hey, we'll make a habitat for them. No worries. Little snot. Well, Easy. We have we found snotlets on Mars or are of they Of course theory? we haven't. No, we haven't found any snotlets life on Mars. Snotlets are a theory that there are snotlets on Mars. No, it, it's a, it's a dis it's an incredibly vague possibility there that there are, might be. If you can believe in these, I can believe in snotlets on Mars. I'm not believing these. They're out of a cartoon. Well, I believe in snotlets <laughs> on Mars. Well, you're welcome they to They are a part so. of my integral faith system. Exercise. That, that between them and the giant flying spaghetti monster. No, that's someone else's integral belief system. Mine is snotlets. Yeah, fair enough. <laughs> exercise. Do they exercise? Do they do any form of exercise? They do, but frankly, they don't really need to. Okay. Litter box. Do they poop light? Nope. They are totally efficient. Okay, they're efficient. And safety precautions. Don't have them. Well, they're quite safe because you, you can talk to them. You'll be annihilated. No one dies in this series. Yeah, but the way you want to weaponize them. I think maybe someone gets shattered, but I can't no, remember. No, just wait a sec. There is the series Steven Universe, and then there are the gems as you envisage them. And that's what we're considering. I wouldn't kill anyone. Wouldn't need to. They're too OP. They're so OP. I wouldn't need to. The face I'm pulling at you right now. <laughs> oh my goodness. I can I can dominate entire civilizations like like that. I don't know if I've mentioned it on this podcast before, but every now and then Tony will wake me up in the middle of the night cackling in his sleep. With the proper just guidance. Like, and I will ask him. While he's still asleep, what are you laughing at? And he will usually say either pew pew or look, I have tentacles. In this scenario, he's totalitarian in his sleep. No, in this scenario, they'd thank me. They'd thank me for it. You terrify me at times. It no terrify one gets hurt. Me. Everyone gets a total massive upgrade. You know all the energy, or you just instant. Post-scarcity civilization. You know, honestly, I swear, if you... Were I could use the gems to construct the culture. If you were given a Tribble tomorrow, you'd use it to take over the world. No, Tribbles are pretty parasitic. Yeah, you'd still weaponize They're not actually it. that useful. <laughs> These things, though, they're useful. Okay. okay. They're probably the most useful one we've ever come up with. They can move whales, George. They can move whales in the oh. planetary. Gee, just my brain getting... Construct a... the perfect whale-based biosphere. When you mentioned you wanted to do a gem from Steven Universe, I'm thinking of a single gem, and I thought you'd want to do... Do you believe in the healing power of crystals? What? Well, sounds like you do. <laughs> sounds like you believe in the annihilatory power of crystals. I thought you were going to do the engineering one you've mentioned a few times, but no. No, you go for the entire hive mind. Yeah. <laughs> oh, God. I am the hive mind. I get to do a shark next week. <laughs> Honestly, we did that. We've done no, a shark. We've done two sharks. We've done two sharks. There aren't any more. Sharknado. There's only two sharks or in the I universe. Or I get to do Zombievers next week. <laughs> well, that's possible. I get to do one of my crazy ones. 
after listening to your world domination. <laughs> Kill it's a Saturday morning you don't kids like. cartoon, George. What could possibly go wrong? Oh. And everyone's nice. I grew up watching Ren and Stimpy. And they learn to develop go good wrong. boundaries. Well, actually, there's... And interpersonal relationships. See, yeah. As okay. I remold the solar system. <laughs> oh, my goodness. <laughs> Jupiter, don't need that. That's useful material. Oh, okay. Consensus, is this monster my new favourite monster? No. Yeah, they're great. Ranking out of whatever. What uh, would we rank this? So many purposes. So many things you could get done so easily. Could I just say, if I'd watched Steven Universe, everything about it sounds amazing. I would probably be ranking this monster a lot higher. In your hands, as you as the little crown on the Voltron, <laughs> I'm giving this a negative 5,000. <laughs> This is terrifying. No. It is. No. Oh my goodness. This is all, I'm going to teleport you into the sun I'll if you don't agree with me. fix the universe. Oh my goodness. I'll repair it. It's broken. Needs patch. We really need to write a science fiction series and all I'll do is put you in the corner <laughs> and let you just waffle totalitarian crap and you can be the bad guy. No, it's good. It's good, is it? Is I'm it, being good just here. Like, would you use words like cleansing? No, not at all. <laughs> Relocating. <laughs> oh, Improving the standard no. of life. And this of is everybody. No. Well, yeah, it would be. That's a thing. Would it be improving my life? Yeah. Would I be pink goo? No. You'd would be I... pink. Well, if you wanted the immortal treatment. What happens if I don't want the immortal treatment? Then you don't have to have it. What happens to me? You just live your life, but with improved housing. Where do I that's live? free. Where do I live my life? In one of the many biospheres. Who's designing the biospheres? Which have teleporters between them. Who's designing the biospheres? You get to design your own. Who said? Who wouldn't? Who gets to design? I don't have the power to do it. I'm just a human. Look, you just put the form in through the relevant channels and oh, talk to the correct gems and they'll sort it out for now you. Now we've got a bureaucracy. Is the tax on the biospheres? No, there's is no anyone money. charging money. They don't have money in their society. They don't need it yet. They have too much energy. They have too but much matter. But there are humans involved in this society. Hold it. There are humans involved in this society, which but means when everyone has everything they need, there's no need for money anymore. You don't need to ration stuff anymore. How little do you understand? Money's just for rationing. It's the perfect society. The face I'm pulling at you. I'm so hopeful. <laughs> okay. We I'm, could do this. I'm so realistic. I really hope that's what season three is about. <laughs> Pretty okay. sure it won't be, but you know. What are you scoring this monster, you totalitarian cretin? Look, they have infinite possibility. What are you scoring this monster? Infinity. Oh. I can, it's, it's, they can travel faster than light. I'm not limited to one solar system. I have the entire galaxy at my disposal. Okay. Not only that, I can then move on to Andromeda. Just wait a sec. Could you please, when you finish this Large podcast, and small Magellanic clouds. Yep, uh, no worries. When, when we sign out of this, people, can you just imagine the invader Zim cackle? And we because have teleporters. that's what's going on with Tony right now. And this we have phase. teleporters that's faster than light. So anyway... I can conquer the entire universe with one of these things. I do not want this monster in my house. <laughs> but the house would be great. 
so many improvements. And on that note, we can even learn how to do art. And they call it meat morbs. And on that note, <laughs> okay, this is obviously your new favourite monster. Peridot is best gem. <laughs> I won't hear anything else ever. Arnold Rimmer next week. <laughs> we kind of just did him. No, we didn't. It's basically Peridot. I get to do Arnold Rimmer next week. I am a fish. <laughs> I am a fish. I am a fish. Gazpacho soup day. Okay. Okay. And we're out. <laughs>